This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's a promise that could have a huge impact on our health and on the upcoming Ontario election. You've been hearing about it on our Zoomer News since the weekend. The Ontario NDP is promising to bring in the first pharmacare plan in the country if elected. Canada, of course, is the only industrialized country in the world that has a universal health care system but does not have a pharmacare plan. The NDP has pegged the total cost of the program here in Ontario at $475 million, and they also have a target date, 2020, but there are few other details. We're going to be speaking to NDP leader Andrea Horvath a bit later in the program, and of course, we're taking your calls. The numbers 416 360 0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We want to know what you think about a universal pharmacare program and uh, whether that might influence your vote. But first, for some details on the plan, let's go to Frangelina, who is the NDP healthcare critic. Hello. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Fine. So uh, let's uh, get some details on this plan. Uh, First of all, where would that $475 million come from? Okay, so you realize that we're in 2017, and the plan comes into effect on January 1st, 2020. So the plan in itself costs a third of 1% of the total Ontario budget. So between now, and so let's say we get elected in 2018, by the time 2020 rolls around, it is pretty reasonable to think that our economy will have grown enough to cover one-third of one percent of the Ontario budget. Let's say it does not, that uh, Ontario hits another recession that nobody saw coming. Uh, then we would look at finding that one-third of 1% of the total budget within the budget, but we exclude from this any money that had to do with health care. Or, worse comes to worse, we look at other uh, measures that will be progressive and that wouldn't hurt uh, the taxpayers or businesses in in the pocketbook. Okay, so let me let me just uh, drill down on that. Does that mean are you promising you will not impose new taxes to pay for this? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, oh. I would say um, most taxes are regressive. Uh, so I can guarantee you that whatever, if uh, Ontario's economy does not grow by one third of 1% within the next three years, which is very unlikely, if looking at a uh, liberal budget for the last 14 years, we're not able to find one 
third of 1% to redirect, uh, then we would look at other measures. Okay. Uh, now, uh, have you given any thought to what drugs you would cover or how many drugs you would cover? Uh, you know, there's such a thing as the provincial formulary. Would you cover all the drugs on that? Uh, not at first. So at first, what we're looking at is what we call about 125 essential medicine. Uh, so those are the type of drugs that are prescribed most often to most people in Ontario. Um, there's a list that exists right now. If you go on uh, St. Michael's Hospital in Toronto and you look at their Clean Med Project, you will see that they had done a list and theirs has 117 medicines in it. Um, so which uh, exact medicines will be in and won't be in won't be made by people like me, by politicians. It will be made by people that are expert, uh, by uh, people that have an interest in uh, this. So uh, certainly see, we would expect to have seniors have a seat at that table. And, uh, uh, but what it wouldn't be is it would not be, first of all, influenced by the pharmaceutical and second, uh, by a politician. It would be evidence-based medicines that are safe, uh, that are effective, they do what they're supposed to do, and that we can negotiate a fair price for. And that would be done. What we would do at first is create that structure um, that would be, as I say, independent from politician, uh, that would be grounded in evidence where uh, lay people would have a seat at that table to decide which medicine is in and which is out. Um, a process similar to that was undertaken, as I said, uh, through a researcher at St. Michael, and their list is there for you to see. There's, I mean, there are lists uh, from StatsCan as well. Um, you know, mostly it's drugs for things like uh, hypertension, high cholesterol. Uh, there, there are some antidepressants on there, uh, painkillers, those kinds of of things. Uh, drugs for drugs for diabetes, diabetes, asthma. Yes, yes, absolutely. asthma, all of that. COPD, heart disease. Yep. Yep. So um, the formulary. Now, uh, I'm very curious about the impact on Zoomers, on seniors, on people over 65. Right now, their drugs are covered. And I believe that uh, the list of drugs is there are over 4,000 4, drugs on the formula on the formulary. So will there be any impact on what seniors get? Do, do they stand for wider coverage? Uh, will their situation be improved? Or how is, how is this going to mesh with that? Okay, so first of all, this program, universal uh, drug program, this pharmacare, is on top of what already exists. So for seniors over 65, uh, their program already exists, but they stand to benefit because there's a good chance that some of them take one of those 125 essential medicine, and then they would not be a deductible on it. You know that the Ontario Drug Benefit right. that covers, um, you have $100 deductible or more. Um, this 175 I believe it is, yeah. uh, this for the year. would not exist anymore for those essential medicine. You no know deductible, 
uh, none of that anymore. Uh, you would still have the $2 copay, which most uh, pharmacy waive, uh, but you would not have uh, the deductible for those medicines. Okay. Uh, so uh, more or less not a huge difference for people over the age of 65, but a little bit. Uh, and again, how is this going to work with private drug plans? Uh, so I, I disagree with you because uh, to because we are creating this structure, because we are uh, bringing uh, Pharmacare to Ontario, it will change everything for the better. Uh, it will be the first time that the government... No, no, I said in terms of money for, for people over 65, it's, there, there shouldn't be a big difference. Okay, uh, it will be a small step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, but for, for all of us in Ontario, because uh, the, the agency, the government, will be able to negotiate for the drugs of 13 to 14 million people for the first time, we expect uh, huge savings to be coming forward uh, that will affect, um, in part, uh, what is on the formulary for uh, people over 65, because if the province of Ontario is able to negotiate savings, those savings will also uh, be for people who uh, are over 65, which frees up money uh, for the formulary to grow. Okay, I guess that that's one way of looking at it. And uh, what about people with private coverage? How is that going to change things? Or do you think it'll make those programs cheaper for businesses who offer them? Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, so for the 125 essential medicine, your private uh, coverage won't have to cover those anymore. You will be covered because everybody will be covered. Uh, so we estimate savings of about $85 per person who is presently covered by a plan at work. Uh, so those savings, it will be up to the different companies as to what they choose to do with them. Uh, do they want to extend the formulary or use that money to maybe cover um, better coverage for glasses or for dental or for um, other physiotherapy or massage therapy or, or add uh, braces or, or whatever? Uh, so it will free up money uh, within the private plan. The private plan will continue to offer whatever they offer before, but they will not have to pay for 125 medicine, and this uh, should save uh, between $800 million and $1.8 billion uh, to the private system. Okay. Uh, sounds interesting. Uh, France Jelina, thank you very much for that. I'm sure we'll be talking about this a lot more. It was a pleasure talking to you, and uh, enjoy this beautiful day. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Okay, uh, we are back and we are returning to our lead story, uh, which is very big news. And that is the NDP's announcement that they are going to institute a pharmacare plan if elected. Let me just give the numbers quickly before we go to Andrea Horvath. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Curious about whether this will affect your vote in the upcoming election. 
Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And Libby, how are you? Fine. What made you decide to go with this campaign plank? Well, we've uh, been watching uh, for some time as people in the province have ha- found it more and more difficult to get the uh, the prescriptions that they need. In fact, it was during a by-election when we were on the you know the hydro issue, and I met with a, a young woman who had a family of uh, three kids plus her husband, and all five of them needed various prescriptions. And the problem that they had was they didn't have a, a benefit plan, and so it, it ended up to. to to be the situation that this mom uh, literally skipped her, her own medications and sometimes the dad had to skip his medications as well in order to be able to make ends meet with, with everything else going up in, in cost, right? So it was going up and that's, of course, what I was there for. And, it, I mean, it just floored me and I thought, this is wrong. You should not have to uh, pay for, for medicines uh, to, to be able to keep yourself well. So, you know, for example, we don't have to, when we go to a hospital, we don't pull out our wallets. When we go see the doctor, we don't, you know, get the credit card out. It should be the same thing with our prescriptions. Okay. Now, since you uh, mentioned uh, hydro and politics, um, after you started talking about hydro, the Liberals adopted that uh, issue and they came out with their own plan. And uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, the Liberals federally are on record. They they would they like the idea of pharmacare. Do you think that might happen again here in the province? Well, look, I mean, if it means that the people of Ontario uh, will be able to get access uh, uh, to their pre- prescriptions uh, without having to, you know, as I said, rack up a credit card bill, uh, then I would be happy for that. Uh, but, but you know, we've seen this Liberal government make a lot of promises in the past and then govern in a way that simply doesn't get the job done. I mean, instead, after 14 years, we have the opposite, right? We've got like, people who, who can't afford their hydro bills. We've got hospitals that are being squeezed to the point where, where people are in hallways on, on stretchers for days on end instead of being in a hospital room. I, I mean, I think Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals have done enough damage to this province already. And when, when the next uh, election comes in 2018, as a leader of a political party, I think it's important for me to put my ideas out there and show the people of Ontario that it doesn't have to be this way that we can do something about the mess that the Liberals have made uh, of our great province. Now, um, there is a lot of evidence that shows that pharmacare is a good idea. Um, it, it, saves, it can save money in the long run, and um, we're the only industrialized country that doesn't have this, along with the universal health system. And I understand that you have to start small, but but uh, covering a, a hundred or hundred and twenty-five drugs—that's a—that's tiny, and that is say far less than seniors would get coverage for at the moment. Well, and so I, I think it's important uh, to to let people know right off the hop that the seniors uh, plan, the uh, the drug plan that con- that currently seniors uh, have, will not change in terms of of the, the drugs that, they're, that are now covered, and, and that's not going to change for them. In fact, the Trillium drug plan uh, is still going to be there as well. But what, what we're looking at is the fact that 2.2 million Ontarians have no coverage whatsoever, that, uh, that, you know, the nature of work has changed so much, lots of, you know, lots of contract work, lots of uh, uh, part-time work, lots of kind of precarious work, if you want to call it that. The number of people that are uh, covered by workplace benefit plans is, is, has dropped, and it's just going to get worse. We've got, I think, one in three Ontarians um, is not covered uh, by a workplace plan. And so what this is meant to do is to augment 
what seniors are already able to um, able to get in terms of coverage. So we we will not see an, a reduction uh, at all when it comes to seniors' coverage. And so I, I'm really glad you raised that because I don't want people to be worried. In fact, it was the NDP that fought hard with seniors uh, and with CARP, for example, uh, to push back the Liberal government here in Ontario in last budget because they wanted to increase the, the seniors' costs for prescriptions. So they were actually going in the opposite direction of a universal pharmacare plan. Mm-hmm. But uh, seniors won't see any uh, additional benefit. They might, you know, uh, not have to pay a few deductibles. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it will get better, uh, but absolutely will not reduce where, where the senior, where seniors are right now in terms of their uh, their drugs. And, and you know, in fact, what the we had a, an expert with us this morning at our press conference. His name is Dr. Steve Morgan. He's the leading expert on this issue across uh, Canada. He came in from BC to be with us. I was very proud of that. And, I, and we've talked he, to him here. Yes, yes. Well, so there you go. You know him very well. He knows his file, right? Uh, but he was saying that in fact, with the initial um, target of of the first 125 drugs, because remember, you got to start somewhere. So that's the initial. Um, the initial kind of uh, number of drugs that we're, we're looking at. Um, he said that, that, that he believes that over 77% uh, will, of, of, of all people in Ontario will, will most of the time be covered by this, this plan. And so, so, for example, it's things like the drugs for hypertension and for, uh, for, uh, for asthma and for um, uh, you know, for, it, it, it's the kind of thing that they're, they're the most utilized drugs, uh, and they're the most often utilized drugs. And what what we're what our plan will do, in fact, because we're covering 14 million people, um, it will, and we have a set budget, which is one of his recommendations. We have a set budget. It will give uh, the province a great deal of bargaining power when it comes to the um, uh, to the drug companies, which of course we all lament is a big problem for us. I mean, we're paying some of the highest drug costs uh, uh, because of our, you know, current um, system. And that's uh, one of the things that will be a benefit of this plan. Well, well, hopefully, I mean, there is obviously, um, there's a, a, a move underfoot for bulk buying for the whole country. And there's an organization that's uh, promoting that. So uh, I guess you have to fit into that, but we definitely hope that. Andrea, I know that you're having a very busy day. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I'm sure we will be talking about it a lot, this a lot, uh, over the coming months. My pleasure, Libby. Thank you so much. You take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.